Where are you, Zaffy? There you are. At the end of the first week, Zaffy Whitlock, hey Zaffy, asked me why I have chosen to spend 37 summers at this camp. I thought, that's a good question. My first response is that this is a beautiful place. Pause for a moment and think about all the ways this place and this community are beautiful. What comes to mind? Favorite things that make you say, ah, Wesley. Mikey. James. Trust. Trust. Will? The welcomeness of this community. The welcoming nature of the community. The view What's that, Henry? The view yeah, I'm especially fond of the one from Chee Talk. But there aren't very many bad ones, are there? Benno. And what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, Benno? Wyatt? Uh, and we try to do sustainable things. Yeah. So for me, I think about the silence of the night and the sweep of the Milky Way across the sky on a star walk. Somehow that night sky, which really is always exactly the same, is even more beautiful when you share it with campers and occasional counselors who come along. I think of the glow of the lanterns beside the dorms late at night when you get up to go to the mines and you experience a feeling of total safety and peace that covers those dorms like a tent. And I think this goes back to Benno's community. I think of the delight that camp audiences take in performances of skits and game nights and music nights and plays such as Face the Music. That community is beautiful and we recreate it every summer. Part of what keeps me coming back is the suspense. How will we rebuild our camp community this time, this unique summer, full of possibility that is unlike any other season that has ever been or ever will be. I've been able to come back to camp for all those summers because I've been a teacher at all kinds of schools. St. Christopher's School in Richmond, Virginia, school in England, a school in Massachusetts, a school in New Hampshire. I've known and served schools that were healthy communities where students and teachers thrived, and desperately six schools where students and staff just got through the year. I care a great deal about education, and Pasquani is the most powerful educational institution I have ever known. So that's the other power that draws me back, the chance to watch this camp work its magic in the lives of young men, and the joy of getting to know you all, which is considerable. I want to explore that magic and that power with you this morning. A large part of the magic is the creation of fun, fun at tables, at Rich's game night, Jack Anderson's ridiculous announcements, Games all over the hillside or down in the lake from water basketball to what is it, James? Send it trains on the diving raft? I don't think I have the terminology right. Anyway, um, the endless joys of capsized canoes. It amazes me how many hours you guys can spend under and around a capsized canoe. But anyway.
It's all good. Um, think of wall ball and chess and Santorini and birch roof and birch porch and basketball and the organized games of baseball and tennis and canoe tag and sailing tag. Plenty of camps stop there and are stable, successful, happy places that young people love. But Pasquani also asks each one of us to do hard things, really hard things. Think for a long moment. What are those hard things and why are they hard? Wow! <laughs> Gavin. Trying new foods. Duties. Long walk. Long walk, yes. Charlie. Expeditions. Expeditions in general. Aubrey. Hike stays. Wait, wait. Why are hike stays hard? Uh, no. Wake up and you're in the mindset that you're going to go hiking up the mountain. And it's difficult, but it pays off in the long run. So, how often do we ask you to do a hike you cannot physically do? So what's hard? Um, the hiking part. <laughs> <laughs> the hiking part and the mindset part. Both. Mm, okay. What would you uh, say, Jonathan? Inspections. Inspections. What's hard about those? Are there people just walking through looking at your stuff? You have to get everything neat and then the roof could like mess it up somehow and then point off. And do does the dorm work together or not? Yeah. Is that hard? I'm glad yours does. <laughs> you, who's back there? Mikey? What's hard about them? And the courage it takes to stand up and sing a song just by yourself? Lorenzo? Circles. What's tough about circles? Uh, it's pretty difficult. Absolutely. Tucker. A new level of independence that most of us haven't had before. Okay. Teo. Crew races? Crew races. Um, <laughs> on some people's mind. What's hard about crew? Uh, it's hard. It's a row, a long distance. Well, you got a complex stroke cycle. Yeah. So many things that can go wrong and do go wrong. And then all the mistakes your teammates can make, which are really the, the whole problem the boat has, you're not yours. <laughs> and then you add in wakes and wind. It's a total nightmare until your boat clicks and makes the rowing fun. Unless, of course, you're really, really tired and you're not into crew that morning, as sometimes happens. Um, Nicholas. Expeditions. Expeditions, yes, good one. Being fit into a leadership role. What do you mean by that? Jackson, that was a mouthful. Could you guys hear it? So Jackson says the whole purpose of camp is to help young boys grow into leaders and the challenge of developing those leadership skills and the decision to try to become a good leader means some boys will and some boys won't. Is that more or less what you said? Baylor. Swimming your half mile. It's a long way. The lake is deep. There are things down there. <laughs> Ian. Keeping a closed spot with the food. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
always hard, much less keeping that suitcase un disengorged, yeah. Anything else? What would you say, Jean? <laughs> yes? But then you have the COIs to help you, Jean. What would you say, Teddy? Oh, Jean, uncomfortable bunks. Get a bedboard, <laughs> Nicholas. What do you mean by talking to people? Like, like uh, for me, I like have certain people I want to just talk to. Like the people I'm comfortable talking to, and it's hard to like branch out to other people. So it's hard to bra to branch out to other people and talk with everybody, other than just the ones with whom you're comfortable. Robert, meeting new people every year. Meeting new people every year, and hope even welcoming those new people every year. Logan. Very little time to yourself. Very little time to yourself. No place you, you can go and just be, this is Logan time, this is Logan place. <laughs> Except maybe the theater this week. That's an amazing list you've got. So why does camp create all these physical, and those were mostly physical challenges for you, to let you experience the satisfaction, and it's big satisfaction, of meeting those challenges and overcoming them. These were physical examples. What about the really hard things, the social things? Lorenzo talked about circles, and I agree with you. I think it's really hard to sit down twice a week and talk about circle topics. At least it's hard in Birch. I don't know about other dorms, but it's wicked hard in Birch. Um, what other aspects of social life here does Pasquale place demands on you that are hard to meet? Olivier. Being honest with yourself. Self-critical. Elliot. Uh, going off of Jackson's point, like leading and like, like uh, to your peers and like them saying like, or saying like, what will they think of me? And, like that stuff, like stepping up in that way. Taking <coughs> the risk. Taking the risk to be a, a good leader. Yes. Saying no to your friends when it's not good? What do you mean? Yes, and I would call that care for community. So think about all, sorry, Jonathan. Trusting others. Trusting others. How hard is it to be consistently kind? Raise your hand if you have a trouble being consistently kind. Um, and I'm, it's not clear why kindness should be hard. We all want to be treated with kindness, but when meanness to others is fun for my group of friends, then being kind to them suddenly becomes a huge social risk. Respect works the same way. Let's come back to care for your community. Think about all the ways this care plays out. Pasquani asked you not to smash the ping pong balls and the ping pong paddles in the theater even when no counselor is around. We ask you not to throw toilet paper in the urinals or on the floor of the mines. That's gotten a lot better. Thank you. We ask you not to read letters from girls in a way that fosters disrespect for women. We ask you not to exclude or be cruel to anyone, not even to boys who irritate you. In almost all of these situations, the challenge is the group. I don't think individual boys are usually very mean, although there's some exceptions. But meanness is funny when it's done in a group with the power of the group. 
and Rafe has eloquently talked about how hard it is to stand up for the right choice in each of these situations against the power of the group. You know how hard. Rest and after taps, when no counselor is present, how do you behave? Do you accept the challenge of keeping quiet and staying in your bunk? If so, good. But what about the larger challenge of asking your doormates to quit messing around and to show respect for the camp and to let campers in your dorm and in nearby dorms get the rest that they want and they need? To come back to Elliot's point, how many COI wannabe comments, or I guess now COI comments, do you want to receive for calling out your, your peers? I want to suggest to you that the real risk for you lies not in speaking out against groups or your friends in these situation, situations. The real risk lies in doing nothing. If you go along with a group, you learn a powerful lesson in social cohesion. And growing, going along gets more seductive every time. You will be less and less able to try to change the choices of the group. You will make your, their choices your choices. And then you have lost yourself. Then you have lost yourself. Pasquani doesn't paint these choices in relative terms. We're not telling you that we understand the social pressures you face and that you are a victim of the social and environmental pressures of your time and therefore not to blame. No. In the clearest possible terms, we lay out in front of you the choices you face and then ask you to choose. Will you float through your summer with the least possible exertion or do you want to set goals for yourself and work hard to achieve them? What challenges do you choose? Do you care about the impact of your choices and your comments on your dorm, in inspection, in quiet times, in circle discussions, in the quality of friendships built this summer? Do you choose honesty and integrity, or do you get away with what you can? Do you choose to act in a way that inspires trust in others, or is popularity plenty good enough? We ask you these questions in chapel talks and tree talks, and then we ask you again as advisors talk with their advisees individually there really isn't much way to escape. But the overall effect of all these questions, hard though they are, sometimes boring, is to nudge and prod you toward being the person that you want to be, not the group follower, but the person who chooses kindness and honesty and the hard right over the easy wrong. Of course, you still have your free will. You can choose to reject all these ideas, but watch out. You know perfectly well the choices you're making, and you know where they lead. I've painted these topics in stark either-or terms. There are other camps that ask young people to follow high ideals, not just Pasquani. And not a single one of us succeeds in following our, our ideals. Certainly not completely, and certainly not all the time. The point, the great <coughs> challenge is to try to see how close we can come. If right now you look back at the past six weeks and think to yourself, I could have done better, then do better as we move forward into the seventh week and into the year ahead. You're so lucky. You have time. So much time. And if you think that all this talk about kindness and community is just bunk, that's an opinion. Even if you reject the Pasquani package now, you've at least heard the argument here and seen people trying to fulfill the project. What project? What are we trying to do here? We're trying to create as perfect a community as possible. A little 
seven-week-long utopia that comes as close as possible to Isaiah's vision of the peaceable kingdom, so beautifully described by the Bible reading that Bixby read for today. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. If Pasquani were not asking these hard things of us, our trustees would not be as interested in serving this community and Pip would not have crossed the Atlantic to see our camp in action. When this camp succeeds in persuading most or all of its members to follow kindness and to act for the good of the whole community, then the season that follows warms us for as long as we remember anything. At this time of the season, we start talking about how to make the hard adjustment from life at camp to life in the real world. That is such a funny topic. It says right out that in fact you've changed your behavior and your choices here to fit these values, at least to some extent. Life is short, so don't delay. Go ahead and make the full commitment to the values so carefully, persuasively laid out at Pasquani. You don't need to follow them perfectly, but follow them as well as you can. We are persuaded here that following these values leads both to maximum happiness for each of us as individuals and to the great good of our communities, no matter where we find ourselves. And whether or not you make that commitment now, whether you make it later, may God speed you on your way. As the Navajos say when they say goodbye, may you walk in beauty.